Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Joyelle. Welcome, Lady Parts Justice. Thank you. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Columbus! We in in Ohio. Yeah, we are. Columbus by way of uh, the entire Midwest. Yes. Uh, I can't believe you two are still standing. Uh, we here. We're here. We, we Sarah here. is here. I'm here. <laughs> Sarah gets all the, the kudos to her standing. Uh, I, 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 I slept have a, a lot. Hotel room by myself. So I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I yes. I I drove. I drove from West Virginia. We've been in three cities in the last three days, which is crazy. Even for even for Lady Parts Justice standards. Yeah. Uh, last year we did 16 cities for the Vagical Mystery Tour. This year we're only doing eight. So this was a crazy burst. But we came from Charleston. In West Virginia, and then went to Toledo, and then Columbus. That was terrific uh, that you visited Toledo, um, and 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 I know you you probably get to hear about it yesterday. But just for for listeners, you know, Toledo, Ohio is a swing state, mm-hmm. uh, and Toledo is like the swing city. Is it? Oh, that makes yeah. sense. That, that oh, makes yeah. sense, though. Yeah. Uh, in in two thousand four, uh, I was working. You know, the election. It was that Bush versus Kerry, big heated thing. And we had a data guy and explained it to me this way. He said, "Cleveland is going to go for Kerry. Cincinnati is going to go for Bush. Uh, Columbus is going to split down the middle. And there's a couple square blocks in Toledo, Ohio, that'll decide the entire thing." Wow. And if you get Ohio, then you get the presidency. Toledo is a very important, and it translates over into our uh, pro-choice work with that clinic there. Yeah, the Toledo is amazing. And so so yeah. we need to go burn Toledo. Yeah, we just gotta <laughs> hit the ground. Or just hit the ground. Hit the ground. Yeah, uh, Joyelle was amazing at the. So what we were doing in Toledo, um, if you if you don't know, uh, Lady Parts Justice went. We saw a Facebook post from the clinic there. What's the clinic called? Uh, uh, Capital Care Network. Capital Care Network, right? From Capital Care Network, saying there are some people and they come every. Um, like every week, I think, and they yeah. they have a, a prayer circle, and it's about forty people, and we're always really outnumbered, and we try and counter protest, but it's hard because there's so many of them, and they come and they pray at us, and it's really hard. And so we saw that, and we saw that we were going to be right nearby, so we just decided to, you know, it was two and a half hours outside of Columbus. We had a free day, so we were like, all right, let's book it. So we went, and it was amazing. <laughs> they play music; they're so colorful. Like it was so clear. This is the thing always that gets me when it's like pro-choice people and anti people. I'm like, okay, we're just more more fun. Like, I'm sorry, objectively speaking, if you were aliens looking down, you'd be like, that's the fun side. That's the crappy side. Or if you're children, because they bring bring their children and the children always are looking at us like, you guys look yeah. better. And children yeah. also love Joyelle, who was amazing. Babies love me. And did amazing. Uh, we were They were playing music and she would sing the songs, but with uh, new lyrics to roast the individuals <laughs> across the street. And it was amazing. Like Peter with the pink shirt, gonna burn that shirt. Yes. This dude. <laughs> the funny thing was the shirt wasn't even pink. It was red and white little checkers. Oh. But from across the street, it looked it pink. It looked really pink. So I kept screaming about his pink shirt. Yeah. How his shirt wasn't shit. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Can we curse? Um, no, you're fine. I'm talking about, and um, that was just where we went with it. it yeah, Peter with the pink shirt. Peter with the pink shirt. Yeah. These, yeah, these people, you have to, you have to figure out how to get under their skin. 
Um, we had I'm uh, petty. So. <laughs> she crushed it. She roasted all of them. It was amazing. She you always I feel like that's the thing you always do. You always find out their names. You learn a little bit about them. Like, and then uh, you know. You sort of gets them to rest. Yeah, because well, because what I realized, especially if you say someone's name, that's they can't mm-hmm. ignore that. Like that gets into their soul. Like he yeah. was he was ignoring me, but I kept shouting, and it was funny because like some of the younger guys couldn't help but laugh. Like they right couldn't now. even hold it back. They were like they were laughing at me, and I was just like, hey, hey. Abortion rights are serious. Yeah, you stop. there are babies dying. <laughs> you better come stop. on. You better stop. Don't you laughing. laugh? So they didn't yeah. expect professional comedians to roll. No, up they didn't. No. And, and I know there are at least a couple of them are going to Google me. Yeah, oh, she was. Yeah, because afterwards she was like, "Listen, you can Google me. You can see my late night set. I was uh, like, yeah, it's clean. She doesn't swear. Yeah. And that's why well, I said I said ass. Yeah, said they didn't believe you. Though. They were like, I don't believe that it's clean. And I was like, okay, you don't watch TV. Yeah, <laughs> get your life right. And Peter with the pink shirt, he when he came up to me. He was like, are you without sin? And I was like, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm sinning all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> just what? literally, what, do, what What? was that approach? Yeah. So, yeah, they're just interesting, very interesting yeah. humans. Yeah. And Peter with the pink shirt didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Everyone else in the group did. So confusing. Mm-hmm. There's a weird division amongst the Ohio anti-abortion groups because they they introduced the heartbeat bill, the six-week ban a few years back. <sighs> and that created this weird schism between like the Ohio right to life sort of traditional Republicans and then the like out there Republicans. And so now there's this weird divide of like pro Trump and you know people who are more old school establishment John Bainery you know they love Paul Ryan so yeah. well shoot John Boehner is now what is, a weed is going to be a weed titan <laughs> a weed. so yes so, I don't know yeah. where he went all the way left he's yeah. talking to his son-in-law yeah <laughs> Google his son-in-law by the yes, way yes everyone Google John feel Boehner's bad son-in-law. for his son-in-law but also <laughs> delight that he is in John Boehner's family yeah right. Uh, so you are uh, here hanging out in our office, but as soon as we uh, click stop on this thing, you're going to have to like sprint over to Comfest because you've got yes. uh, a workshop tonight. What's going to happen at the workshop? I am not sure. I think that Liz Winstead, who is the founder of Lady Parts Justice and the uh, co-founder of The Daily Show and an amazing comedian, writer, producer. She's uh, great. It, yeah. It, I haven't memorized that, that plug. So, I know. Yeah, thank I was you so like, much. hey, so Wikipedia. Much. Seamless plug. Uh, she will be, uh, she's moderating a panel with some... Um, with some pro-choice activists from Ohio who I'm not looking up their names right now because I just know it off the top of my head. Friends of ours who have been on the podcast before. Yes, I'm sure. And and, and, uh, we're just all delaying right now because they're so amazing. Uh, Dr. Catherine Ramos and Stephanie Sherwood and Hannah Cervetio. Um, oh, and uh, Hannah is from is from NARAL, and uh, Stephanie is the executive director of Women Have Options, and uh, Dr. Catherine Ramos is an abortion provider. So they're going to do a talk back and a panel and just talk about their abortion. And I think a bunch of people are going to tell their abortion stories, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I've done that a bunch. Yeah, Joelle's done that. I haven't because I had a miscarriage before my appointment, so I was like... <laughs> So nature's abortion. Um, One of the guys, um, I, I called him Wolverine at the protest. Right. Um, yeah, I remember. He, he was cute. Yeah, he was very cute. I told that's him we should a, have a baby. That's I said, a bummer. I said yeah. I would keep it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, well, what's the difference between an abortion and a miscarriage? And I was just like, one is a woman's choice and the other one isn't? Yeah. See, they don't, that's, that's not, that's so far from them. What? The woman? No. Yeah, he didn't have anything to say back to that. So yeah. I was like... Was right that one. it? Is that, you just had that question? Is that a science question? <laughs> I, didn't, or, I didn't understand. Yeah. 
No, it's uh, it's so funny because like I do I I talk a little bit about the miscarriage thing, and I know that it is like it can be very devastating, and it is a serious thing. But it's just yeah. awkward because I was eighteen, and so like I called the place where I one hundred percent had scheduled an abortion, and they were like, "Oh, congratulations! Did you decide to keep it?" And I was like, "No, what?" Like. Well, go yeah. out to dinner. You just saved me 400 bucks. So, <laughs> so Sarah makes lemonade. So, you know, <laughs> lemonade out of uh, God's abortion. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> That's what I did tell him. <laughs> I don't think he liked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You told him it was God's abortion. Yes. Yeah. Um, ooh, yeah. Speaking Zoinks. of uh, lemonade, I'm going to use that as a segue. Ooh. You were in a, a terrific video that Lady Parts Justice did that was the Beyonce parody. Yeah. That I was insane. That. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about a little bit of the work that you've done back in New York with the organization? You know, and, and why, why do you work for Lady Parts Justice? I, I work for Lady Parts Justice because for two reasons. Uh, I'm an artist and a comedian, and I've always loved people who use their art for activism. Um, yeah. George Carlin is one of my biggest heroes, and he always inspired me to think outside of the box, to challenge you know, the government, and just to never, just because of what they're saying, do. So I was like, hopefully one day I can get to that point. And right. I'm not that political on stage, but... Lady Parts Justice gave me an opportunity to both do comedy and be political. And and I've had an abortion, and I don't want any woman to ever feel bad about having an abortion. So that's why I do this work. That's yeah. great. Um, and, yeah, that video is amazing. I, uh, I helped. I was in the early stages of that, just working on kind of making the lyrics and stuff, and it was so fun. That was one of the first times I'd really met them. Um, so I was just sort of, um, I think I was punching up. I didn't know, I didn't, yes, I didn't know the term at the time, but yeah, I was well, like punching up. I can't believe up. we didn't give you a writer's credit. I know. And I came up with one of the, I came up with one of the us. good lines. <laughs> um, it was so early and it was, it's so volunteer based and, you know, kind of grassroots. Yes, it's all hands on it deck all the time. volunteering. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> people aren't getting paid. Yeah. Oh, they are so sometimes. Sometimes, you know, are people, yeah. sometimes people are getting paid. But yeah, um, the, yeah we, yeah, I produced that video. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of hard work. And I was very proud of yeah. the result. Like we still show what it shows. Yeah. yeah, we'll put a link to that one in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sexy. I'm booty popping. Yeah, I um, and I work with Lady Parts because I sort of I got into nonprofits um, in a weird indirect way, and I was producing videos for a nonprofit called Project You Were Okay, and that was great. But um, I always. I always thought that, like, I think everyone has a cause that stirs up their guts where it's like, that's the one where you just, you think that it could be the thing that, that makes the biggest difference in the world. Like that just, yeah, that just stirs up your guts. And, and I always thought that mine was education and it is, I think that if we improve access to education and we get education, we educate people and give them information, um, that that is what can make the biggest difference. But I also... I didn't realize, I was like, okay, well, step one, we have to get autonomy over our bodies. Like, mm-hmm. it, because, and West Virginia is a great example. Like, there, we drove to a lot of places that are insanely rural. There's no public transportation. And a lot of the people also don't have access to transportation. So if a woman gets pregnant and has right. to keep that baby, how is she going to educate herself? How is she going to educate that baby? How is she going to to get the information that she needs to not just improve her life, but improve the world. Right. Like, and so I was like, okay, so I can't like, that's step two, you know, like step one, we just have to be able to say, these are our bodies and these are, this is our destiny. So yeah, if you don't body 
bodily autonomy education doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so I think like I, and also, you know, learning more like about just like looking back at my education and realizing like I was super privileged to have access to it, but also the, the limitations of it and the ways that it does. I think a lot of institutionalized academia is, is prejudiced in a lot of ways and doesn't, isn't necessarily naturally super inclusive. So I think just like, yeah, just get like, just get it so that women can be, can be what they want to be and, and, and do what they want to do. Like that's just step one. And then we can go from there. And I remember, I remember the first time where I was like, Oh, this is something that I really believe. And I was 14 and I was in a, an English class. I went to a really liberal hippie high school and, um, the teacher, we were talking about this woman who had six kids and she was pregnant with her seventh and all of five, four of her kids had been born addicted to crack. Mm. And should she, she wanted to keep the baby, but, the state wanted her to get rid of it. And I can't yeah. remember where, or I can't remember any more details about it, but everyone in the class was like, yeah, absolutely. She shouldn't be allowed to have kids. And I was like, no, she has to be allowed to have kids right. because she has to be allowed to not have kids. If she, wait, if she wants that baby, she should have that baby. If she doesn't want that baby, she shouldn't have, right? Like reproductive justice has to go both ways. And yes. also like, yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, that's something that I, you know, when you're that age and you're like, oh, I believe that. Like, this is a thing. Like, this is me, you know, because you're kind of figuring out how you are separate from the world and separate from your parents and your family. And I, I remember that was like a really early, like, like core belief. And so when I ended up working with Lady Parts Justice later, I thought about that moment a lot because I was like, oh, yeah, I really believe this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she should have had that baby. She shouldn't have had the baby. She shouldn't have had the baby. I don't think anybody should have no, more than two she kids. She shouldn't have had. No, absolutely not. Because <laughs> what are you doing? No. After two? They're not all contributing to yeah. society. And Sorry. also she was in jail. This she wasn't going to gonna see five. it. Absolutely not. But she should if she shouldn't be forced to get rid of it. You are correct. Pam, she should. Yes. She should be given as much information as possible. <laughs> So that hopefully she decides not to, but yeah. this is your choice, and let me tell yes. you what you should decide. Hello, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, and if I was queen of the world, absolutely, I would. I'd be like, you've had two. I would. I would be fully Girl. China with it. I'd be like, you know what, two's enough. That's it. I mean, two is. is <sighs> but Next. yeah, two. Yeah. Too. On the, on the education thing, that became really clear here in Ohio because we had uh, a bill where they were going to ban abortions following a Down syndrome diagnosis. Yeah, they had that in uh, Pennsylvania as well. Oh, it started here. They got the idea oh, from us. Oddly oh, enough, yeah. the I feel Special like Olympics is in town. Is in town right now, yeah. We're, we're the breeding ground for bad ideas. Really? Yeah. Um, that's... And, and as we listened to the testimony, there were so many people that just said, oh, if I only would have learned this from my doctor... And this is why we should ban this procedure. I was like, no, no, no. The solution there is you learning things from your doctor. Yeah, the yeah. key is education. Yeah. It's not removing the rights next. Right. Yeah. It's just the education. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It doesn't go that way. And yeah. We actually, so uh, Maysoon, uh, Zaid, actually, how do you pronounce her last name? Zaid. Zaid. Zaid is an amazing comedian who was on our show and talk back in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And we used a clip from the talk back in the Lady Parts Justice podcast, Feminist Sleeper Cell. I'm just really good at plugging things today. I'm just really crushing, crushing it. it. Uh, the podcast is awesome. I want to give a shout you. out to Julie. Uh, yes. Shout what the out hell to is Julie. she doing out in California? She's killing it. She's she killing she cute. It. She cute. Um, <laughs> no, but she's still killing it and she's great and she helped produce it. Um, but we used a clip that may soon um, said in the talk back, which was that it ha- talking about how terrible it is to try and use handicapped, to try and manipulate the handicapped community that way to try and, and like yeah. pit them against pro-choice activists and how she is, I mean, she's an amazing um, handicapped 
activist and um, she, she has um, cerebral palsy. She has cerebral palsy. And, and that's her biggest thing when she's talking about poor choices. She's like, make all of the, make the clinics so that I can go to them, make that so that, that people who have mobility issues can get into them. That's huge. And that's super important. But also she was like, I just, because I have cerebral palsy doesn't mean that I want women to have kids that they don't want. Exactly. That and I gonna, thought that was a valid point because yeah. I, right. I wouldn't have necessarily thought she would have felt that way. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, women should be able to decide if yeah. they do not want to have a child. Especially if they're going to have to have a child in a country that's not going to give it health care, yes. that's not going to help help you take care of it, that's not going to help improve either of your lives, Like that's going to yeah. just hang you out to dry. Absolutely, yeah. And she's like, don't legislate yeah. my body, don't tell me what to do, and don't try and use my community against... Yeah, I thought that I thought she had a she had a great point. Um and uh yeah, that's a that's a bullshit law. Yes, it is. <laughs> Co- correct. <laughs> um okay, so you have each done fun stuff before you came to Lady Parts Justice. Can we talk a little bit about, you know, your your other things that you did since we first met you cuz uh Sarah, you were in Cleveland with us last year, mm-hmm. but Joyelle, this is this is your third year in a row where you come to Ohio in June. So yes. Yes. Welcome back. Look at me. Uh, so you first uh, came here to hang out with us during the Republican National uh, Convention in Cleveland oh, oh in my 2016. Gosh, really? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, wow. That's so funny because I didn't even realize three summers in a row I've been oh, in yeah. Ohio. <laughs> it's June. Welcome <laughs> back to Welcome Ohio. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that at sunny all. Sunny Ohio. That yeah. is when we met. Yes. Mm. We yeah. went straight into that square with all those um, fun oh, people. Yeah. Wow. Right to the lion's den. Just Wow. Yeah, man. But doesn't that lion's den? Are, do you miss? Are you? Do you? I feel like I don't know. Three years ago, gosh, I'd take a Republican. When we were from all three years sweet ago, summer children, yeah, sweet summer children, <laughs> right? Like, oh man. Um, yeah, that's that is the first time I came here. Wow. Yeah. And and then uh, the Lady Parts Justice show uh, that week was during Trump's acceptance speech. <laughs> As he, oh. uh, uh, yeah, as he wow, was speaking wow. at the convention, and uh, Liz and company uh, sat on stage and cracked jokes the entire time, which you know was the only you know antidote <sighs> that we had. That was yeah, it. truly. Were you there for that? Yeah, yeah. I was. Because was that? Um, I think um, was Frank there? Frank Conniff. Frank Conniff yes. uh, and Alonzo Bowden. Alonzo Bowden, yeah. It, it was a, it, yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, they did like Mystery Science Theater. Oh, at, wow, like at the screen. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. Awesome. But Trump got up on stage and everyone oh. was like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. This, this is, is happening. Dark Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you had no idea. You had no idea where yeah. we would be now. Right. Oh, that's uh, fun. But since then, you've done... Uh, uh, um, Last year's Vagical Mysteries tour, mm-hmm. and then we were excited to see you on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Yeah, what's that like? That was my first television late night set, and it was terrifying. It was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. You did amazing. Thank you. And I and I tell everyone this: I was shaking. My hand was shaking, and so basically, when they tell you when you do a late night set, you have to be on autopilot because you're not going to be thinking about your oh, set. Oh yeah. So I wasn't. The words that were coming out of my mouth, I was not with the words coming out of my mouth. I literally was like, oh, your hand's shaking. 
Oh, switch hands. Oh, no, that handshake. No, put this oh. hand in your pocket. Oh, you probably look real stupid with your hand in your pocket. Oh, look at the clock right now. Who's that person laughing crazy like that? Is Seth laughing? I could kind of hear him laughing in the corner. Is Hannibal looking at me? I was just like, oh, my God. Like, my mind just went insane. Wow. Um, so, and, but it happened, and I did it. And when I, I got to go to the couch after for the end take, and I told Seth, he was like, that was great. And I was like, I'm about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just all bubbling up. And then oh, just, my God. Like, at the end. I was just like all cute But my eyes were streaming And um, Hannibal Burris My friend Who's put the most money In my pocket on the road He came He flew in And was there And (laughs) I get off stage And he just looks at me He goes You crying? (laughs) (laughs) I was like Yes I hate you (laughs) But yeah I had so much support Um, My sister was there My Manager, my big sister Jeannie Yashere came. My Aww. my cousin Joy, who's like my sister, so I was like, all oh, my sisters were there, and then Hannibal, and it was just perfect. It was perfect. It couldn't have been a better late night set. That's amazing, and it couldn't have been a better late night set. She totally killed. It yes. was amazing. Thank you, um, Jeannie Yashere, who's the unofficial voice of tour hotels of the magical mystery tour hotels because she if you follow her on instagram she does i think it's what is it gina's hotel rooms or she something does, yeah she does like hotel reviews yeah and and they're amazing and so every time we walk into a hotel room and she like starts the video from outside putting the door in and then just walks around and then like just roast the hotel i just room walk in much. and i'm like i'm like it's a duvet that's not inside. It's not sealed. There's no button. Not my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's a great, great she's British. Amazing. And I've learned everything I know from her. Oh, so. she's amazing. I was so happy she could be there for yeah. me too. And, uh, and I think she'll be on the tour this year. She was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's great. Yeah. And then also uh, Broad City, you're doing, a, I mean, she's doing a million. She just shot <laughs> Crashing. Yeah. HBO. I'm going to make a little cameo on there. Pete Holmes paid me to roast his hat. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why people keep paying me to do things that I was going to do anyway. Um, yeah, and I'm going to be contributing to Broad City for nice. its final season. Yeah, which is something I made happen with my mind. Guess what, people? You can make things happen with your mind. Fix your thoughts. I'm Change your thoughts. Look in the mirror. Say you're beautiful. Look in the mirror. Say you're successful. And say what you want to be because you can apparently do it. Because anytime anyone asks me what I would want to write for or be involved in, I was like, Broad City is the type of yeah. writing. Yeah. And, you know, they've had a closed writer's room and now they have a thing called a punch-up room and they get, they asked me to join. Mm-hmm. So I, That's great. If anyone asks me, I want to be, if there's a reboot of The Nanny, I want to be on it. <laughs> I want to be on it and I want to write for it and I want to be Fran Drescher's best friend. There you go. That is all I want. I want to play, she had twins in the final season of the original uh, season, I believe. Uh, so you want to be the twins I nanny? Want to be either the twins nanny or the grown up twin. I don't know what the time frame is of the reboot, but uh, ah. Fran Drescher, if you're listening, that is what I want. Thank a, you so much. A couple years ago, that would have been an unthinkable thing, but now it's like the year of let's reboot every it's, TV yes, show. And, and why would you reboot Roseanne if you're not going to reboot The Nanny? The Nanny is the best show that's ever been put on television. So, like, what are you? What are we and, doing? In binge watching Broad City, Fran Drescher plays yes, her I know. aunt. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> oh, I saw it. Oh. Alana's aunt in one of the episodes. Yeah, and she's so. amazing. She's amazing. Um, her and um, what's the name together? Yeah. Um, also, I've obviously read both of Fran Drescher's books. So, if anyone has any questions, uh, I can <laughs> I can field them. Okay. Yes. Love her so much. <sighs> I, do you have a take on on Roseanne since you brought it up and and that shit show? Um, I just found out. Well, Rose, I, I think um, Joelle has more insight because she knows some of the writers. Um, but I didn't realize that when the craziness hit and the what did she say? Whatever it was she said, their I mean, first day of it was work. their first day of work. 
the day the show got canceled, my friend, I texted her. I was like, yo, what's going on? She was like, dude, it was our first day of work. Can you imagine that's your, you walk into your new office and it's like, oh, the boss has said, what did she say? Who knows what she said? I she can't remember. Said she Valerie said Valerie Jarrett was an ape. Was an ape. Pretty right, much. Right. And, right. And then tried to feign that she didn't know that that was a racial thing. And because like, of Ambien. Come on, dude. Yeah. And it's, and, I love and it's the just, response from Ambien. They're like, no, no. No, no, <laughs> no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no. I think that's Side the, effects do not include. I think that's the craziest thing about all of this is that like uh, the people who end up seeming reasonable and like an underdog, like when Amazon seems like an underdog, I'm like, yeah. what world are we living in? Yeah, we're, <laughs> right. we're on the side of big pharma. Yeah, like, oh, thanks, Ambien. You really can't, like, what? No. Yeah. And they, I mean, you- and they all have like funny millennials who are running their social media yeah. feeds, which yeah. is interesting to me as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Roseanne's trash. Yeah. It's unfortunate because no. she had a great show. I watched the show. I grew up watching the show and she just has turned into a monster. Yeah. So. Right. And you know, lie in your rich yeah. bed and be whatever you're going to be. I mean, mm-hmm. she's going to be all right. She's a Yeah, there. go to your nut farm. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Arnold also. I don't. Being, I can't. Know what's that. happening? What's what's happening? He, I guess he, he had, he had like a run in with Michael Cohen yeah, and, then and then claimed then, that it was some big meeting and Michael Cohen was like, eh, but no. then also now he has a show on Vice. Mm. Or Viceland, like looking yeah, I think for he, the tapes. He, he, that feels like an appropriate fit to me. <laughs> I get, Tom well, Arnold's going to save us all. I was guys. like, either Tom Arnold is going to save us all, or Vice has lost their damn mind, like, or both. I don't know. At chaos reigns. Nothing makes sense. Like he was amazing in True Lies. That's all I can say. <laughs> Shout out, to, shout out to True Lies. Shout one of out my to True favorite Lies. Favorite fun movies. Um, it's so weird to remember all of these celebrities, like what you thought of them when we were kids, and right. you know, of all of what these, they've become. George Carlin was like the bad guy. Whose phone is that? That's my phone. Okay. <laughs> we both look like it. Like, oh no! But do you remember you brought up George Carlin? He he was like the bad guy comedian back when we were kids. Oh god! And, yeah. and Bill Cosby was like the safe guy. The good guy. Oh and I oh, okay. So I've always said since I was a kid, I never trusted Bill Cosby. Mm. Um, I always had just like a special awareness of of adults because I you know I had a weird relationship with my parents, and so I was always like something's wrong with adults. They don't necessarily have everything going. Yeah. And it never sat right with me that he. Eddie Murphy talked about in one of his specials that Bill Cosby called him and told him not to curse. Like that was one of his whole bits. And he was just <laughs> he like, did not listen. Yeah. To that. Did yeah. Not, he was like, do not curse. And then the punchline of the joke is that Richard Pryor was like, you tell that nigga I said. So like, <laughs> yeah, and it's, and I, that as a kid watching that, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Cause like, if you don't want to curse, you shouldn't curse. But why would you tell other people not yeah. to curse? And I would always love, I always loved George Carlin because I was like, he doesn't hide anything. Right. And in my in my little kid mind, I was like, something's not right about Bill Cosby because why? And I mm. never trusted him. Like, I never trusted politicians. Like, I never trusted religious people. And that was what George Carlin always said. Like, people who try to pretend like they're so perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect. Yeah. And lo and behold. I yeah. love the visual of like baby Joyelle sitting there like I mean I know it's like, logic on like, this. No, I do not I was trust probably this bitch. eight years old and I just remember being like, What that I, doesn't make sense. I often think though that something that a lot of comedians have in common, if not all comedians, is that when like something 
happened when you were a kid to make you realize that adults don't know what's happening? Because mm-hmm. that's why I think you like that's a thing where when you're looking at the world and you whether it's that you know your parents maybe it, it wasn't necessarily the best home situation or whatever it is like because I was the same way when I was a kid I, I I didn't have an intrinsic trust of adults and I think when you lose that at a younger age than most people you tend to then be like okay well if they don't know then no one knows no one knows so we better figure no we better knows. figure something out and we right. could just go by energy of people. yeah and George Carlin his energy would come through like you yeah seem like a pure spirit Bill you talk about your drug use you talk about you know everything yeah. and even Richard Pryor was the same type of way I mean he was not as <laughs> good of a person but he he oh, didn't I know, hide anything yeah he, yeah he didn't I, he didn't hide anything I love yeah um I think Richard Pryor and was one of the first comedians I ever like I think he's one of the only people where I was like oh you're I don't know. I just loved, I, I was like, I loved yeah. him. And I was like, I want like, yeah. And Colin was one of the people for me who just spoke truth to power. And we hold comedians for some reason to such a high standard now. <laughs> like comedians can't say certain things, but our crazy president can. Um, and he was my inspiration for that to be mm-hmm. like, I can say what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Sarah, you came to LPJ from television. Also, you were on America's Next Top Model. What yes. was that like? Uh, that was insane. It was super crazy. Uh, there was a there was a long period. I, th- of- I think if it wasn't insane, it wouldn't have made good. TV. No, that's so, true. Um, and uh, no, what season was that? Cycle nine. Yeah, yeah. I think they're on cycle uh, four hundred and twelve <laughs> now. I believe somewhere around there. I don't know. Uh, and Tyra's back. I don't know. I haven't watched it in a long time, and I should because I. It's weird. I didn't talk about it for a long time, not because I didn't want to or anything, just because. You know, it comes in and out. But I've been talking about it a lot lately, and I'll like reference the show, and they're like, "Oh, they don't do that anymore." And I'm like, "Oh, well, okay, I gotta like get up to date." But no, I was on. I was 20, and I was in college, and I grew up in a town of 700 people. My graduating class was 13 people, and I 13, 13, yeah, oh or 13 Jesus. or 15, I forget. Um, what part of the country? Massachusetts, but right near Vermont, so very rural, okay. very small town. Grew up working on farms, like. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was in school in Boston, so I wasn't like, it wasn't like the first time I'd ever seen a big city, but I was still just young enough that everything was surreal and it was very weird. And also I had never modeled before being on the show and no one had ever said you should model. Like that wasn't a thing that was ever a possibility. It was like, you know, it it would be like, oh, you should be an astronaut. And it's like, what? No, that's not a thing. Um, and so, yeah, I was in, I was in college. I wasn't planning on trying out. A friend talked me into it. Um, or really the PA that was at the head of the line talked me into it. My friend asked me to go with her. I went with her and then I waited in line when like would go get her coffee and magazines and stuff for like five hours. Um, cause about 10,000 people tried out in Boston where we were. Oof. Yeah. And they bring you in like a hundred at a time. So people get there at like 5am. Um, and so we got there really, really early and then we got to the head of the line and you know, whoever the employee was like, Oh, you should try out. And I was like, yes, queen, let's do this. Um, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. So like literally queen. zero convincing. I was like, okay, yes, thank you. Um, I had to borrow, uh, like, I think I borrowed someone's shoes or something or like we were, I can't even remember. And then, yeah, it's, um, it's a super random process. I, cause people try out over and over again. And I was like, why would you do that? But because it's super arbitrary, they literally, I don't know if they do this anymore, but they, what they used to do is they put a line of tape around the wall and they make you line up 
um, like nose to the back of the head, like cattle, just in a lot, like with your shoulder against the wall. Does that make sense? Like facing yeah. the yeah. other person, just like squeezed in, totally squeezed in. Like you're so close. I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I mean, right. it doesn't I, make I sense, but like you can it, but it doesn't it. make yeah. sense. And then, they, and then they say, okay, everyone step forward out of your shoes. You step out of your shoes. And if anyone's below the line, they kick you out. So then it's like, so uh, if you're not tall enough. And then so they- So what was the height? Five, eight, five, I think nine. it's five, eight, five, yeah. eight or five. Uh, yeah. They can't just measure you and just determine- no. Well, because chicks go wear like them a, crazy heels. They can wear the crazy heels and also, there's so many of them that to do that would take forever. So they just put the tape on the wall. And then that rules out a bunch of people. And then they just pick you from your profile. See, if I got a bunch of women in a room and I said, here, line up like this against the wall, they would throw me in jail. It was exceptionally oh, wow. creepy. And I did. I, so you know what? Creepy. They actually, it, the whole process is so creepy and so objectifying that the, the producers are actually really good. One of the producers is an amazing woman. And she was like a gazillion months pregnant. Like she was about to give birth. And she was amazing at just sort of checking in with us and making sure like, are you like, this is insane. Are you okay? And we all had, they, there were a lot of PAs. Like they do a lot of work. Like they want you to feel crazy and like everything's insane, but they also like they're human and we're young, you know, we're like 18 yeah. to 27, I think is, was the oldest in our, in my cycle. And so we're, you know, we're banana Babies. pants. Yeah. And we don't know, you know, and so it's just super surreal. And then they asked me, you know, like what I thought about like plus size. And I was like, um, my mom, gets Newport News catalogs and I think they have a plus size section. Is that, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Um, and because so, I didn't know anything, I didn't know anything about fashion or about like modeling or what plus size was and I think they wanted me to be very like, yes, like curvy girls rock and fuck those skinny bitches and I was like, I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about myself. And also they ate all my food and I came here to make friends and I've done everything wrong. You know, like I was just like, I don't know what like, just like they would ask me questions. You know, they, um, you had to spend 10 minutes every day in the, um, the, what's it called? The testimonial room. room, Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had to spend 10 minutes every day and I would just go in and read a magazine. I would go in there sometimes to hang out and read cause you would be alone, but they're filming all the time that you're in there. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and then also you had to do an interview every day or most days, I think every day. And that's when, you know, when reality shows, when you see them and they're always wearing the same outfit and sure. it's like a, that's, there, there's a producer on the other side of the camera asking them questions. So that's, oh, I know I, I was, yeah, I'm, did production on reality. Oh, television. right. So yeah. Um, so then you have to do that every day and you have to put on that outfit that you wore. Um, and, uh, and, you know, kind of have your hair the same and everything. And um, they would, like, ask me questions. And if I didn't know the answer, I would just, like, spout shark facts at them. And they were just like, what <laughs> is wrong with this bitch? Like, why? Um, I understand what you're saying, but none of this makes it's, sense. It was so <laughs> surreal. I think that's the thing. And, like, looking back, I really reverted in a lot of ways to how I was as a kid, which was very, very shy. Like, I tend to, like, I'm a more outgoing person now. But, like, as a kid, I was just painfully shy. And I think just being in a place where nothing was familiar and everything was weird, I was just, I kind of reverted. Um, that happens to me. Yeah. Too. I'm like an introverted extrovert. Yeah, I'm right on the line. Well, so and they weird. have, you also, to be on the show, you do like four hours of fill in the blank. And it's it's like very, very intense Myers-Briggs testing. And so then they talk to you about it. Oh, because they make sure you ain't going to. Yeah, that you're not going to. Yeah. And then you meet with, you have to meet with a therapist for like two hours. And it's like very intense. It's a lot of psychological testing. And then they test you for drugs. And I still to this day don't know what the hell they were looking for. Because some of the girls, we were talking in the room. And one girl was like, I definitely have cocaine in my system. And one was like, I definitely have ecstasy. And one was like, I just did shrooms yesterday. And I was like, okay, first of all, we got on a plane yesterday. You were all raging badasses because I can't even like, 
Uh, I barely smoked weed at the time. And so I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they would be looking for because cocaine stays in your system for like two I, days. I think they're just looking to see what you're on. They're, they're not trying know. to like How ban you because it of it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. and I what mean, do we have her on right now? I mean, now? I assume yeah. that they also would. What are we going to catch her with? I feel like meth or something really addictive where there's a chance you might like go into withdrawal. Maybe they wouldn't want that necessarily. Or maybe they would. I don't know. Some of those don't show up though. I don't oh, maybe. Does show up? I don't know. I, I don't know, know that cocaine is only like two days, but yeah. marijuana is like eight years. I'm like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I just want to volunteer at a hospital. And they took, they did <laughs> take our hair. Uh, they took yeah, because we never leaves the hair. Mm-hmm. That's why they were saying Britney Spears shaved her head. Cause, yeah, because she had because of the custody, which sucks. Because like. You can smoke weed. It's went off the rails. Yeah, I don't know how we got. I don't know how we got here. Um, Uh, We we do uh, we do need to wrap it up because you both have to get over to uh, Comfest. Um, But before you go, I want to talk uh, last two things: Uh, the Golden Probes. You've Mm -hmm. done that two two years now. Has there been one or two Golden Probes? There was one big one. There was one big one last year. Was a telephone. Yes, it was a telethon, yeah. And I think there have been, yes, I think including the telethon. With Mark Hamill. There have been three. Yeah, with Mark Hamill, who was amazing. I was get Luke Skywalker to come to your event? He cares about stuff. He must be like open-minded or something. Um, He's very open-minded. It is really cool, you know, the men for choice, you know. I'm I'm always happy. Uh, Andy Richter and Greg Proops are both. Andy's awesome. His wife, Mm -hmm. Sarah Thayer, is awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, so funny. They're one of my favorite couples, Andy and Sarah. Uh, And Greg and his wife, uh, Jen. Jen. Amazing, Greg and Jen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's I know. Amazing. I love it. And you know, we we let we let Greg come hang out, um, oh. even though he's Greg. Just funny because he always just gets up there and tell, talks about how he hates white people and, and talks about how he hates the wherever he is. Yeah. Oh my god, so funny, and it just warms my heart. Yeah, it's really beautiful. <laughs> Um, uh, so you're going to do the Golden Probes again this year? Yes, going to do the whole Golden Probes, hosted by Margaret Cho. It's going to be great. It's going to be really, really fun. What? Uh, mm-hmm. She's hosting. What? Yeah. And, uh, Coming yeah. up on these midterms, man. Yeah. We got to... I love Get Margaret Cho. Vote out. So I've, you, I've yeah. got like permanent video of her telling the joke about how she told her mom she was going to go eat Chinese food, and her Chinese mother was like, "That's like getting cancer." <laughs> that punchline is just like burned into my brain. <laughs> it's funny. My favorite is when she talked about having sex with a really, really short lesbian. <laughs> you <get me. laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> We tell. That's right, bitch. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I've actually you never listening, met her. You got to watch the. Yeah, YouTube you have videos. to watch the. You just go, yeah, just Google it. I can't. I can't explain. Yeah, because she's making hand movements. I'm making hand Y'all movements. Can't see I can't. Yeah. Movements. Um, but uh, but it, it, Margaret Cho, really short lesbian. It's great. Um, but yeah, so she's hosting. There's going to be a lot of great people, and it's uh, it's an award ceremony for terrible politicians. So you can also, if you're not in New York, um, or uh, you can watch it anywhere all around the country and learn more about the terrible politicians that you should then vote out. In oh, November. you've given yes. awards to some people from Ohio. Have we? I'm sure oh, we yes, have. I'm yes, sure we have. Sure. Didn't we give? We Cases, give, did he give one? Case, I think he got like a lifetime achievement award. Right. And Ohio so. just was up for legislator of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all BS, Lord. And, and I think yeah. he gave something probably to Mike DeWine. He's running for governor to replace Casey. Oh, that oh. sounds right. He so probably had a clip to yeah. saying some dumb shit. He's the current attorney general uh, who's, you know, going after attacking Planned Parenthood. Cool. Uh, just for any reason he can figure out. Yeah. Um, so 
It's he might fine. have been nominated, but maybe this year, fingers crossed, you know, this might uh, be his year. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing you said that there's a wish list for clinics that you're going to be putting together. It's not ready yet. It's but... not ready yet, but follow Lady Parts Justice. It's Lady P Justice or LPJL League on social media. Just follow us. Um, it's on all the platforms or you can sign up for our email if you go to the website. Um, I recommend doing that. They're very not annoying. Also, sometimes I write them. Um, I promise they're not annoying and they're not that frequent. Um, no, they're great. And we will send you up updates as that happens and um yeah donate you know uh and then follow me because i'm fun too <laughs> and i want to be an instagram thought so it's cool. traveling lightly on instagram at joelle nicole mm-hmm. on instagram and twitter i'm mm-hmm. funner on instagram she's on my instagram right now yes <laughs> yeah. i am she's killing it in my obama cafe mm-hmm. that you gave me i did uh, okay. <laughs> we'll put links to all this in the show notes. Uh, I am serious though. You need to like sprint out of here because traffic is, uh, oh, parking okay. is fun. So, okay. uh, thank you both so much for coming. Uh, and, thank you uh, for having from us. Ohio. And thank you, Nayral, for Ohio. all the amazing work you do. Well, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Okay. Bye.